0: Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com, and let's get started on your book. Welcome to the fourth installment of the Speed Blue podcast. I have to apologize for being off for so long. I have had a lot of other things to do with my other projects. Uh, and that meant that uh, the news has piled up. So let's get to it. The first thing on our docket is the uh, legal problems with uh, David Perry, the Colts' starting nose tackle. Um, it seems like uh, Perry had way too much to drink and acted like a jerk. Um according to the allegations. Um, New Colts GM Chris Ballard has said all the right things, and he stands behind the player. He's going to complete the investigation. Um, it looks like Perry uh, will probably be forgiven and invited back. Um, it's not a coincidence that he also happens to be the best the Colts have at the position. Um, but that said, he's likely to have a short leash, and the— um, Desire to replace him at nose tackle uh, became more acute. That brings us to veteran free agency. The Colts signed a uh, veteran free agent. Uh, he was actually unemployed, so um, wasn't really what we consider a free agency move at this point. Uh, Fawn Cooper was a fifth-round draft pick by the 49ers a couple of years ago. Um, they had high hopes for him, uh, tried him at right guard and uh, also at right tackle. Um, Couldn't beat out the other guys they had and was cut, put on the practice squad. He was then um, cut from the practice squad or given an injury uh, agreement. Uh, And the team at the time referred to his problem as a non-injury medical concern. So he might have been sick. We don't know. Uh, That's not the sort of thing an employer is allowed to uh, disclose about an employee, especially when it comes to... uh, uh, Severing ties with them. Uh, I have seen Cooper play in college. Uh, everybody remembers him as old Miss as the other tackle uh, when Tunsil was there. Um, there's nothing really great about him. I was surprised he was uh, drafted the fifth round. Actually, I had him pegged as a uh, priority free agent. A uh, little better uh, as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Um, not really athletic. You know, doesn't just doesn't move the bottom half of his body as quickly as you'd want an NFL offensive lineman to be. Uh, I doubt he will have a big impact on the Colts. I think uh, uh, Ballard is just sending a message that uh, when we're looking for depth players, when we're looking for maybe players, uh, he wants his guys rather than uh, the previous regimes. Um, you know, uh, Pencil Cooper in for the competition, probably at guard um, rather than tackle. He's built like a tackle. Uh, his foot problem might be a bit of a problem outside. But uh, I wouldn't expect too much at this point. In my first podcast, I was pretty sure I wanted the Colts to re-sign Mike Adams, the former Pro Bowl safety, um, who's an unrestricted free agent. But according to his camp... uh, They haven't spoken with him at all, which is kind of sad. But I guess it's time to move on from a 36-year-old safety. And it's an indication that Ballard really wants to rebuild rather than sort of reload. Um, Similarly, uh, Jack Doyle, um, the number two tight end who was really uh, more of a number one tight end last year, uh, is unfortunately going to test the free agent market. Um, You know, good for Jack. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a big payday, but I'd love to see him back. Um, Dwayne Allen is always uh, an injury uh, risk. I mean, I like him as a player quite a lot, but uh, uh, he hasn't really proven reliable as a number one tight end. And behind him, eh, we all know Eric's there, but uh, uh, we're not sure he's ready. He He's made a few spectacular plays, but the jury's still out on him. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another tight end, um, prominent tight end in camp, um, especially if Doyle doesn't return. And according to many media reports, the Colts have been looking at a couple of uh unrestricted free agents one of them i find a bit exciting is paul warlow from the atlanta falcons um he was walk-on in college and then he was an undrafted free agent and found himself starting for the falcons um and uh but personnel changes uh knocked him out of a starting job and in the super bowl he didn't play any defense at all but uh he's still a pretty capable player he's certainly better than anything the colts have uh, at the position at this point um We'll talk about that later. That's sort of the meat of this episode is looking at the inside linebackers. Um, Warlo, uh is uh, fantastic in coverage, uh, you know, a steady tackler. Um, he's not the strongest guy around. He's not sort of the, the, the guy who's going to blow stuff up uh, or make highlight films. He'll spend some time on the ground, but uh, like I say, Uh, he's a decent starter in the NFL. Uh, Maybe a guy you want to replace with someone who's a little more athletic, but a decent starter. And that's head and shoulders above what the Colts have at the position right now. He could start right away for the Colts, or at least be a bridge to a younger prospect. Meanwhile, he's a pretty good special teams player, so if he's not too expensive, he's someone you might want to really consider. Um, the other guy is uh, also very interesting. It's Jack Crawford. He's, uh, he's a kid from London, England, who moved to uh, New Jersey when he was, I think he was a teenager. I think he was about 12 or 13. He wanted to play basketball, but couldn't because of the uh, international rules, and uh, so he's tried football, and he was very, very good at it. Uh, he looks kind of like uh power forward maybe a little heavier uh 6'5 probably around 280 pounds um went to Penn State was undrafted played a little bit with the Raiders and played quite extensively with the Cowboys both at three and five technique um he's that kind of guy tweener you know not really strong or big enough for defensive tackle uh maybe a little too uh uh slow uh for um defensive end. He's quick off the snap, but he doesn't really have much lateral uh, quickness, not what you look for from a pass rusher, but certainly an okay player, a spare part. You know, defensive line is like that. Uh, you like plugging in players who uh, who could, you know, bridge gaps and uh, show up when you need them, but not necessarily rely on them to start. If Crawford showed up at the Colts, I think he still has a lot of uh, potential to unlock. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be a starter in the NFL, but certainly not a bad guy to have around. And this time of year, of course, makes me want to talk draft. One of the things I really like about the Ballard regime is uh, they're pretty transparent in what they're looking at. Uh, remember the Napoleon days, and you'd get reports of the uh, Colts talking to a guy, and he would be, um, you know, from some college you'd never heard of. You'd have to see tape of him on uh, on YouTube, and uh, he would be someone who would be drafted in uh, maybe the. 18th round, if they still had that, or if they ever had that. But now, um, Ballard seems to be looking at players who, um, or at least meeting with players that we see uh, first, second, and third round uh, grades on, and uh, it's fascinating. And some of the early ones um, are very intriguing. Of course, we have to start with the guy that uh, uh, the Colts are meeting with, and um, so many Mock drafts have going to the Colts in the first round, and that's halfback um, Dalvin Cook, running back, if you prefer that title. Um, there is no doubt he's a great back. He can make yards on his own. is is like amazing in the pass game. Just love him. Um, but, uh, I have, a, a few problems. Um, first and foremost, um, his hands are not, uh, the most reliable. And I mean that he's had some fumbling issues. He has, uh, had some issues dropping some easy passes. It's not something you want to see. Um, and not really good in pass pro. Uh, a lot of people are comparing him to and James, but, uh, if you remember and James the way I do, he was just amazing at pass protection. It's one of his great, uh, qualities um, and he has some character issues. He's been arrested a few times, um, doesn't really, not really considered a mature guy, um, you know, those are, those are my questions, but my biggest concern is when you draft back, uh, in the first round, uh, he'd better be, uh, amazing, and I think Cook has the potential to be, but, um, it also means that you plan on, having your Super Bowl window open in probably the three or four years in front of you. And that's a bit of a gamble because the Colts um, offense could work well with an inferior back. I mean, inferior to Cook, um, not inferior overall, like, you know, Robert Turbin showed us last year. Um, But with the problems they have in their front seven and their secondary all over the defense, um, they could be, Turn into the kind of team that uh, loses games uh, 31-33 on a regular basis. Uh, I think the Colts really need to focus on their pass rush, um, their interior linebackers, their safeties, their corners, even their defensive line, long before they find the heir to um, uh, Frank Gore. Um And backs are, you know, capable backs can be found in the fourth and fifth round. Um, That's not a rarity at all. I don't think that uh, Cook is someone I would want the Colts to pick in the first round. I realize I'm probably in the minority there, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Another potential first rounder I find a lot more intriguing than the Colts are talking to is, uh, of course, Solomon Thomas from Stanford. Um, My goodness, what a great prospect he is. Big, fast, fast. has all kinds of different pass rush moves. Uh, just a really great athlete. I mean, this is someone you want on your team. I mean, how many 273-pound guys can run a 4.69, do 30 reps? Uh, everything about the guy was uh, amazing at the combine. I'm not a big fan of workout warriors, but uh, 4.28 in the 20-yard shuttle opened my eyes. Um, love this kid. I mean, there are some problems with him. You know, he's not. Uh, the Colts would almost certainly try to make him their... Um, top pass rusher uh which would mean he would play a lot of outside linebacker he hasn't really done that he's not really built for it he's more a uh 4-3 end uh but uh you know he really is the kind of guy you make the gamble on and uh if he isn't the primary pass rusher he's going to fit in somewhere uh I just think he's a great player great guy uh don't want to get too much into the draft in this episode it's already going long but uh wouldn't mind seeing Thomas in the first round we're looking at a very similar player in Ohio's Terrell Basham um Built very much the same, about 6'4", 269, runs a 4.70. He isn't the athlete uh, Solomon is. Neither is he uh, as polished. His pass rush moves are rudimentary at best. But he's pretty effective and uh, the kind of guy the Colts would love to have. Again, he doesn't... you know, really fit the bill as that outside uh, stand-up pass rusher, um, but uh, could probably be very capable in that position. Certainly a guy you want to have uh, on your team. I'm not sure um, he'll be available in the middle of the second round, but if he is, some of them might want to jump. Another potential second round of the Colts fans would be uh, excited about is Raquan McMillan, an inside linebacker. Certainly fills the need for the Colts. Um, pretty good in zone. Uh, a, a lot of things to like about him. I think he tends to spend a bit more time on the ground than I like. Um, uh, I would prefer the Colts look at a guy like Ger- uh, Jared Davis. But, uh, you know, there are things to like about McMillan's game. And if he uh, were drafted in the second round, I would not be surprised. And the Colts are also looking at a few uh, potential third rounders or, you know, people I think would probably go in the third round. One is uh, defensive lineman David Gottschow of uh, LSU. Um, A lot to like about him. There's a lot not to like about him. Not the quickest guy at the snap. Not the strongest. Uh, Really good. Technically, uh, really a team player, the kind of guy who uh, gets in there, wrestles, lets other people make the uh, big play. Um, He's a little small. What bothers me about him are his short arms and short legs. Um, Not the kind of guy you really want in traffic. Um, Wouldn't mind if the Colts drafted him, but uh, uh, again, he's more a uh, useful part than he is someone who's going to make an impact. They're also meeting with uh, South Alabama tight end Gerald Everett. Um, these days, uh, tight ends come from two sources. They either come from basketball or from wide receivers who put on some muscle, and uh, Everett is of the second uh, class. Um, like him, I mean, really, really just, like, a good athlete, but maybe it's because he played where he played. Uh, he is very raw, needs a lot of work, especially on route running. Um He has good hands, but not really good technique in catching. Um, He's someone that would have to be worked with. um, But uh, if he was the second or third tight end, uh, he could develop into something very special, I think. Uh, Might be a bargain in the fourth round. uh, Might be a reach in the third round. Another potential third rounder they like is Florida safety. Marcus May, Mm, uh, kind of a, a divisive guy. A lot of people like him. A lot of people don't. Really an amazing uh, tackler, which is what I love at safety, um, you know, a mobile guy, um, has had some problems in uh, coverage. You know, he's really good at getting his hands on the ball, breaking it up, making an interception, um, good hitter, good tackler, real fight and fight and fight, sometimes gets crossed up by, um, you know, cr- uh, crossing routes and um, losing the The receiver and not great at anticipating moves. Um, Pretty good guy to have on the team. A little wary about him starting earlier in his career. Um, Certainly better than uh, what the Colts have, especially if they don't uh, re-sign Adams. Um, Would not be surprised if this guy winds up on the Colts. And the final prospect of note that the Colts have been uh, reported to be interested in is, of course, uh, guard Damien Mama from UFC, USC. Everybody talks about Mama's uh, terrible 40-yard dash, 5.84 seconds. Um, you know, the guy is an athlete underneath it all. You have to remember the When he started at USC, he was probably about 425 pounds. Uh, He's down to 334 now um, and has become a much better athlete. Um, The thing about him is he is a born offensive lineman. Uh, He's very, very strong where he has to be strong. He is very sort of um, good with technique, uh, great at anticipating what other players are going to do, great at working within a team uh, construct. But that said, that even if he did lose another 20 pounds, which I'm not sure I'd even recommend, he has huge uh, issues at, uh, uh, as far as mobility are concerned. Um, I don't think he will ever be an NFL starter, or uh, if he is, he's the kind of guy that uh, uh, would be the fifth best starter on your line. Um Unless he really surprises me with some kind of conditioning or uh, that we haven't seen. But the way I look at it is if a guy can't get his best numbers ready for the combine, what, what is he, uh, what's his motivation to improve once he's in the NFL? Um, because you're going to get your big payday based on your combine numbers, especially at offensive line. Um, so if the Colts draft him, it's like, you know, hooray, um, but uh, not exactly who I'm looking for. And that brings us to the main part of our show, which is sort of an assessment of what the Colts have at inside linebacker. I'll give you the long answer, but the short answer is not very much. At the start of last season, the Colts uh, were pretty confident with their inside linebacking crew. They had just lost Jarrell Freeman, who was sort of their star. Um, I liked him an active guy, a little lighter than I prefer. Um, You see, the Colts... uh, They're inside linebackers. They're not really like traditional 3-4 linebackers where you often have just a couple of behemoths. They usually have one strong, big, strong guy who might be a little more limited in uh, motion who plays like a Mike in a 4-3. And then another smaller, more active guy who plays kind of like a Will in a 4-3. And uh, that was where Freeman fit and fit quite well. But he signed with the Chicago Bears, and so the, what the Colts had was their sort of Mike player, DeQuell Jackson, who was someone I really thought was miscast uh, for that position. And um, without Freeman, they tried to fill the Will position with a couple of guys. Uh, one was Seal uh, Moore, who was acquired in trade um, with the Oakland Raiders. Unfortunately, the trade. Um, that uh, sent a six-rounder to the uh, Raiders from the Colts, who turned out to be a better linebacker. Um, CO stayed around for a little while. He started uh, a few games uh, at the start of the season, four games, I believe, and was cut because he just wasn't very good. He wasn't what the Colts needed. And they signed another fellow to uh, sort of as – you know, insurance in case Moore didn't work out. And that was Nate Irving, who had some great years with the Denver Broncos or good years, let's say with the Denver Broncos, but uh, he didn't work out for the Colts and he was a uh, cut before playing in the regular season. So, That sent the Colts into an emergency zone. Um, Things got a lot worse because um, Jackson wasn't a very good player. They kept marching him out there. But when he got suspended, um, the Colts were left without uh, uh, any of the guys that they thought were um, their top inside linebackers. There was no Jackson. There was no Moore. There was no Freeman. And there was no Irving. What they were left with was uh, some guys who they really didn't intend to have play. And we saw some problems, and we also saw a little bit of potential. After Moore was let go, the Colts handed his position to Josh McNary, who had been with the team for a while and uh, was really a special teams player. And when he did play defense, he proved that he was indeed just a special teams player, and he was quickly um, sent back to the bench So by the end of the season, the Colts were starting two players they really didn't intend to. Uh, One was Edwin Jackson, who they signed from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They had signed him as an undrafted free agent and cut him. And the other was Antonio Morrison, who was a fourth-round pick by the Colts in the 2016 draft and is uh, probably best known for barking at a police dog. The two players are remarkably similar. Um, Relatively speedy uh, for inside linebackers. Um, Neither is what you'd really call uh, tragically undersized. Um, I think that Jackson is a better athlete of the two, but he could learn a lot about block shedding and zone coverage from um, Morrison. Um, Neither are a guy you want starting in there. I was actually surprised uh, when Jackson was uh, drafted in the fourth round. I didn't have that kind of label on him. People like him because he's one of those... Emotional, big, um, hype guys, but uh, I'm not sure that always translates on the football field. Um, both are guys that you'd like to have playing special teams rather than playing defense. Um, of course, they could still develop. Uh, there's certainly nothing fundamentally wrong with either of them, but and uh, they were both playing better. Uh, by season's end, as you'd expect. And uh, but if that's the best the Colts have to have to field, uh, then it's a it's it's an emergency position, I think, at inside linebacker. Uh, behind them are just more guys who would be more comfortable on special teams. Obviously, I've spoken about McNary, who played his way off the defense. Uh, they also have Dion King and Luke Rhodes. Nothing special about either of those guys. Although Rhodes is a pretty good athlete, really really quick off the snap. Um, and uh, I like him in coverage, but uh, really, really does not know the ins and outs of playing linebacker yet. Um, I don't think any of them really have uh, quality starting uh, potential. So I think that the Colts will be forced to spend, at the very least, a second or third round pick, uh, if not first. Um You know, I've already mentioned that I like Jared Davis. Uh, Raquan McMillan isn't the worst option, certainly better than what the Colts have. I know they have been looking at Warlow and free agency, and there are other free agents as well. But I think that um, after fixing the primary pass rush position, uh, inside linebacker is the uh, second most important uh, hole the Colts have to fill. And uh, we'll see that on draft day. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any suggestions, corrections, uh, just anything you want to say, uh, you can get me on Reddit or on Facebook or on Twitter or at thespeedblue@gmail.com. At Love talking to the Colts fans, and I promise the next one won't uh, make you wait so long. Bye-bye.